going on, Trophy Kids? We've got a good one here for you. It's just me, Nate, today. I really hopped on to talk Carson Wentz. Tim and Dante are out, so it's just going to be me. It is a good one, though. Wait until you hear what I have to say about him. Let's go. And welcome to Trophy Kids, presented by Bad News Media. It is Friday, February the 19th, and Carson Wentz is back in the Midwest. He is an Indianapolis Colt, as we all knew. I mean, I could have called your mother, your father, your grandmother, your auntie, anybody. They all knew. The Indianapolis Colts were the only team in the NFL that made sense for this trade to happen. They were the only team in the NFL to turn the shell of himself, Carson Wentz, back into potentially a NFL quarterback. Um, and... And they were right. I mean, this was this was the right move uh, for the Colts. Ultimately, it was probably the the right move for the Eagles just to kind of get done with it. I mean, we'll talk about the Eagles here in a minute. But from the Colts' perspective, this is the right move. I mean, they give up two picks. One of them can turn into a conditional first-round pick if he plays 75% of his snaps in uh, the Colts' snaps in 2020. The other pick's a third-round pick. So ultimately, you're giving up a third-round pick, a second-round pick, unless he plays 75% of his snaps this upcoming season, and then, you know, that's a first-round pick to get Carson Wentz, who could end up being good again, potentially here. I mean, the risk-reward trade-off here is great for the Colts. Um, as everybody's stated, as I'm sure you all know by now, you know, the Frank Wright-Carson connection is is what makes this trade appealing. You know, Frank Wright was the offensive coordinator for the Eagles in the year that Carson Wentz saw his most success. He played 13 games, threw for 3,200 yards, 33 touchdowns, seven interceptions, had a 60% completion percentage. He was the OC then. You know, he worked hand-in-hand with Carson Wentz. He seemed to get the most out of him. He knows Carson Wentz just as well as just about anybody in the NFL at this point. So, you know, Frank Wright, I'm assuming, signed off on this and, and said, you know what, I think I can turn him back into... 75% of that, I mean, even if you can't get them back to 100% of that, 75% of that wins the Colts a lot of football games, puts them in contention for the Super Bowl, I think. I'm not going to say they're going to the Super Bowl, but they're they're making the playoffs, and if you make the playoffs, anything can happen. Um, but yeah, it's it's the best move, I think. You know, Carson Wentz is going if to, no, if the Colts can't fix him, He's not fixable. He's just not an NFL quarterback at that point in time. There's nothing more you can do because he's going into a situation that isn't perfect, but it's healthy enough that he should be able to succeed on on a decent level. Um, You know, I'm not going to Dan Orlovsky this and crown him a a front-runner for the MVP award. I think that's insane. This isn't, you know, Tom Brady stepping in to a win-now football team. There's still some question marks on the Colts. You know, they still need to get better. We're going to see what they do this offseason to better that roster. But he's stepping into a situation, offensive line, those are some bangers up front. That's a good offensive line. He can have some faith there. Wide receiver core, not bad. T.Y. Helton, hell of a weapon. The rest of the guys, better than what he was dealing with for the Eagles. You know, you got a good running back situation. you got a good defense. Um, it's just a good football team. They're a good football team. They're not... I wouldn't say spectacular in one way or the other, but they're a good football team. They won 11 games last year with Phillip Rivers, who had a noodle arm um, and couldn't really push the ball down the field. Carson Wentz has a ton of physical gifts. I mean, he can zing that ball. Um, It's just the mental end of it. And he's got to improve the accuracy, obviously. His accuracy dropped off last season, but it's the mental game for him. You know, he's holding on to the ball too long. He's not seeing the field. He's a little jittery within the pocket, rightfully so for a lot of those things. 
Um, but the Colts are going to offer him an opportunity to go win some football games. Um, and it's a good position, especially when you look at the market right now. Um, you know, Derek Carr's not available. I guess who is who they called on. You know, the Deshaun Watson situation, a little bit of a mess. Uh, we'll talk about that here in a minute. Uh, because in, by as far as a mess, I mean not Deshaun's a mess, but it's a mess in the fact that the Texans don't seem to want to deal him, which is insane. Um, but this is a this is a good trade for the Colts. I mean, this sets them up to win the AFC South potentially, um, and to be real competitive against the Titans. Because I mean, you look at the NFC South, the bottom's dog shit. You got the Jaguars. I mean, they're in year one of their rebuild. I don't even know if you call a, a year one. Last year started the rebuild. I guess they went one in fifteen. Um, they're not, I don't think they're going to compete very, they're not going to win a lot of football games. They're not going to be super competitive next year. I already think the urban situation is going to be an absolute disaster. He showed that with the, the Doyle hire. Um, and we can talk about that here in a little bit as a little bit more thoughts there, but you look at them, not competitive. The Texans, they're going to be lucky if they don't trip over themselves and break their jaw on the way down. You know, like they're, they're not competing in the NFC or AFC South. So it's the Titans and Colts division. Um, Titans are a good football team, a little soft on defense. We'll see what they do this offseason, and we're going to see what the Colts do to, to bolster that roster, see what they do in the draft, see what they do uh, with the rest of f- with free agency here coming up, who they sign, who they bring in, um, how they improve that roster. But this ain't a done deal. You know, like I said, I'm not Dan Orlovsky in this. I'm not, I'm not crowning him, you know, MVP contender. I'm um, not crowning them Super Bowl contenders at this moment because there's a lot of work to do to to kind of to build Carson Wentz back up to to give him some confidence to get him playing good football again. But is this a step in the right direction? Yes. Is the risk reward here a good evaluation for the Colts? Hell yes. Um, do I feel good about this if I'm a Colts fan going into the season? Hell yes. Um, but this might be a two-year deal. I mean, the first this first year may be a little bumpy for Carson. Or he might step in and just sling it. Because like we said, the Frank Ryder fact. You know, he's, if somebody's going to get the most out of him, it's going to be him. My official take on this is I think as long as he can be, let's say, 60 to 75% of that 2017 season, the Colts are going to win the AFC South, and they're going to be a good value bet to win the the AFC. Not saying they're going to win the AFC, but from a betting standpoint, a value standpoint, when they release those odds and those futures, take a look at them because I think they're going to win. They can win the AFC South. They make the playoffs. They win a game, and then you can start looking at hedging that bet out. Um, so good value pick there. I, I like it from the Eagles' perspective. The them and the Rams are taking the hard lesson of what it looks like to give up a lot, pay a quarterback, and not have it work out in the... I'm not going to say in the slightest because the Rams did go to the Super Bowl, but that wasn't really because of Jared Goff, we're going to say necessarily. But, you know, it, it didn't work out long term. Um, And Warren Sharp just taking a ricochet shot on the, on the Browns. Uh, I don't know if you all saw that on Twitter, but it was right. I mean, ultimately the Browns got five picks, two first-rounders from the Eagles so the Eagles could draft Carson Wentz. And then they sunk money into him, didn't work out. Shitty situation for the Eagles. If you're an Eagles fan, rough. I mean, that was a that was a bad relationship. Carson Wentz and the Eagles were a bad relationship. Toxic as hell. Um, didn't work out. He's getting a fresh start. Feel good for the guy. Them, though, they're in a tough spot. Maybe Hart's the guy. 
They're probably going to draft another quarterback this round. They got to go out and they got to get some. They got to build that roster up. That's top to bottom. There, are, there are good players on that roster, obviously, but I don't know if you point to a unit and say, "I feel really good about that unit." Um, offensive line was banged up last year, so I guess that's not entirely fair. We'll we'll see what they do this year, but uh, it's a banged up team. They got to get healthy too. Uh, but the ricochet shot I was talking about, Warren Sharp pointed this out. This is Browns all over it. You know, Browns get five picks. Those picks become, because they ended up trading them all away, Jack Coughlin, tackle for the Tennessee Titans, not a bad pick. Houston, Deshaun Watson. Indy's uh, defensive end, Lewis, ends up being a pick. Connor Cook, back to, in Oakland uh, for 2016, pick 100. And cornerback uh, Daryl Worley, uh, pick 77 of the 2016 draft. Now, the, the Browns ultimately trade away all those picks to turn it into more picks, so that that pick that they got, that eighth pick that they got from the Eagles, which ended up being Jack Coughlin for the, the Tennessee Titans, they turned into Corey Coleman, Sean Coleman, Deshaun Kaiser. Deshaun Watson pick that they gave away, they traded to the Texans, so the Texans could, could draft Deshaun Watson. They turned that into Jabril Peppers, Denzel Ward. The pick they traded away to the uh not the yeah the Colts uh that turned into Lewis they got Chad John or Chad Thompson and Antonio Callaway that's what they turned that into seventy seventh pick that they traded away uh they ended up getting Cody Kessler Derek and Spencer Drago and the Connor Cook pick turned into Jordan Payton and Ricardo Lewis so not great management on the Browns part but. Sort of a ricochet shot into that whole deal and that horrible deal, but yeah, it's it's a the AFC now becomes interesting at the top. It's obviously top heavy with the Titans, the Colts. See what happens there. I like it overall. I think it's a good good move for them. Colts fans feel good. Eagles fans, you still feel like feel like shit. I mean, the, the, you're you're playing in a terrible division. You're not moving upwards right now. Uh, the Doug Peterson show, pff, hanging by a thread. It's a rough, 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 rough situation. You, you put a, you invested a lot into Carson Wentz, um, and ultimately you're not getting that much back in return. Uh, I mean, you did well. I shouldn't say that. You you played 13 games in that Super Bowl run, and played them great. I mean, contender for MVP at that point. Nick Foles took over, ended up winning the Super Bowl. So you know. Ultimately, that's a good way to look at it. Spin zone for you. You got a Super Bowl out of it, sort of. Um, but the rest of it, whew, tough. A lot of rebuilding there. The Urban Meyer, which I, I talked about. We might as well just flip and talk about the AFC South real quick. Urban, I'm putting my foot down, taking the take, putting the stand in. Disaster. Disaster hire. That is going to end up in pain and tears. I do not think the urban experiment is going to work. He showed that by hiring Doyle and saying, hey, this is it's my way or the highway ends up resigning. Go figure. You know, he's only eight months removed from a pretty disturbing situation with Iowa. The allegations lodged against him are disturbing, to say the least. He put 13 players in the hospital through his conditioning program. He's obviously, you know, gotten a lot of good results from a weightlifting standpoint and a strength conditioning standpoint, but not a. Not a guy that you want to make as your first hire, you know, only eight months removed from a situation that uh, is disturbing and has a lot of question marks. So not a good move starting off the bat. It seems like Urban's going to be Urban, though, and I ultimately don't think that's going to work out well. You know, not not cut for the NFL. And that's not, you know, necessarily a knock on him. There's 
Nick Saban didn't work out great in the NFL. One of the best football coaches out there. It's just there's levels to this. Guys fit better and, and at certain levels of, of football. Um, doesn't mean he's a dumb coach. Doesn't mean he's a bad coach. He just it, it takes a, a different type of mindset and to make it in the NFL. So yeah, the a- AFC South is, is still a disaster. Uh, but the Carson Wentz deal, I like it. I'm gonna I'm gonna give the Trophy Kids stamp of approval. Solid solid trade uh because like i said the risk reward if even if you get him just playing at 60 60 to 70 percent of what he turned in in 2017 the colts are going to be a danger uh and they're going to look good as a value pick to win the afc south i think or the afc this year because once again once i said they just got to get into the playoffs it's a good football team they just got to get a guy who can drive the ball downfield a little bit better than philip rivers not turn it over a ton and this is a damn good football team and i think frank wright is going to revitalize carson wentz career but let's not let's not pin his ass yet and say he's going to be mvp they're going to the super bowl that let's let's see how the rest of this offseason shakes out let's see how camp goes see where he's at mentally because it's it's a mental game he's got to he's got to get right in the head again um see the field see the game right slow it down we'll see what happens but damn is he in a good position to succeed other football news this is a quick episode guys we're just i'm banging this out here today the one other thing i had in in the football world was the rumors of jj watt potentially signing with the cleveland browns i did not see that coming but whoo him and miles garrett playing outside technique that is a dangerous combo i would get very excited for it and it makes sense i mean they are you know we talk afc football that's the probably the best probably the best division you know joe burrow doesn't get hurt probably the best division in in top to bottom, physical division. You need a, a sh- to boast a strong physical defense. J.J. gives you that. He gives you that bona fide. Um, Baker played good enough. Kevin Stefanski obviously did a phenomenal job with the Browns this year and playing to their strengths, you know, run heavy, plat- play action, two tight end sets, um, keeping it simple. Um, it's a good football division. You add J.J. to that defense, whew, I mean, they're also looking good. I mean, just when I, you know, football leaves my life, and it just sucks me right back in. Just when I thought I was out, it brings me right back in. Um, I'm getting excited. The juices are flowing. We're just barely removed from the Super Bowl, and I'm already excited for next year. This offseason is going to be fun. Um, Looking forward to it. We'll see where he signs. Last bit of note, last hitter. This is a quick one. Giving a thought out, though, on the Duke situation. Jalen Johnson. Official official position of, of Nate on Trophy Kids is, yes, he quit on his team. Do I blame him? Nah, not really. I mean, yeah, he, he quit on the team. You know, if the season's going better, he's still playing. You probably had a feeling in training camp this Duke team wasn't great. It hasn't turned out well. There's, what, six games on the season. I understand the thought of, hey, you know, finish it out. You got six games, go. But he sees the right in the wall. I would have to imagine, you know, who wants to get berated by Coach K at this standpoint and, and practice and in games. You put enough on film, go make the money. Um, I don't have a huge problem with it. I know some people are way up in arms about it. Like, his teammates aren't going to care. I mean, he's about to go make a ton of money. They're not winning games. I mean, they're going to get a piece of that probably, you know, go hang out with their, their NFL star and Buddy there and Jalen Johnson. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't – who cares? This is – I'm filing this under the column of, of who cares. Um, 
if they were more competitive, he's obviously not doing it. There's the argument he should have maybe just sat out. The risks are the same, but it's like opting out of bowl games in in college football at this point. Like the season's over, it, it's meaningless. Why risk it? Why risk it? The the risk reward here is 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 not worth it. You know, he's gotten this far. You know, say he catches catches COVID and he's one of those random people that it has a huge effect on and his conditioning is shot for eight months, you know, that's going to affect his draft lottery. He tears his ACL or he goes up for a rebound and comes down on his ankle wrong or whatever. It's just the risk reward isn't there. I don't really care that much. I don't think many people should. The Duke season's over. They're garbage. It's it's a terrible situation down there. So, yeah, good for the kid. His risk reward, once again, he did a risk reward evaluation on it. He said, there ain't, a, there ain't a reward here for me finishing out this season. There's a moral victory, but there's not a, it, it, it could vastly affect my potential earnings. Um, and he made a business decision. Why, why am I going to get it up in arms? I mean, you know, coaches get to make business decisions all the time. Schools get to make business decisions all the time. These players, they only have a few, few shots at this thing, you know. Their, their bodies are their money makers, and... He doesn't want to take the risk anymore because there's not a lot of, of benefit there for him. Yeah, be a little selfish. This is now the time to be a little selfish. Now, as a as an NBA GM, do you read into it maybe a little bit much and say, you know, he's quitting. It's a bad team. He's quitting on him. Is, if we're a bad team, is he going to quit on us? Are we going to get the most? Yeah, maybe that's a discussion. But I don't think it's a it's a great one. Evaluate him on his talent and go from there. So, filed under the Who Cares column. I really hopped on here, though, to talk Carson Wentz. Those are the thoughts I wanted to get out. We are going to be back in full swing, people, next week. So thank you for joining us for this episode of Trophy Kids. Hope you enjoyed the thoughts. We'll be back next week. Have a good weekend. Peace.